Welcome to Aquifer's Educator Connection Podcast. I'm your host, Lynn Robbins. Today I'm speaking with Dr. Jeff Manko about Wise on Call, a course of online learning modules that Dr. Manko and colleagues created at New York University to prepare learners for clinical practice. In this episode, we'll discuss how he paired Wise on Call modules with simulation to build a required onboarding program for incoming NYU residents. We'll also explore how you might successfully incorporate Wise on Call modules into your own educational programs. Dr. Manko is Director of Wise Programs and Clinical Associate Professor of Emergency Medicine at New York University. Jeff, I'm so delighted to speak with you today. Thanks, Lynn. I'm looking forward to having a great discussion about education and using our Wise on Call modules. I was reading a description of the modules that said that they're symptom-based and they include an introduction, a review of causes, a sample patient case, practice questions, a symptom checklist, and references. What else should I know about them? The Wise on Call modules hit upon the, the most common chief complaints. It provides a very broad differential diagnosis, so it includes all different organ systems so that you're not just focusing on the one that seems to be the most obvious. And I think that what it does is because different things are taught at medical schools in in different ways across the country, this has a way of leveling the field and providing a, a framework with which to go through a differential diagnosis and try to pare down what the most likely uh, diagnoses might be. Could you tell me a little bit more about the checklist? That seems like a critical component of these modules. Each module, we have a a checklist. It it has history, physical, labs, imaging. It will differentiate between certain diagnoses and others where you can say, okay, this seems more to be a, a GU issue or GYN issue or What is it that it might be if it's a GI issue? What are the things that tend to be more likely to be infectious versus inflammatory versus something else? So it just kind of provides an organizational rubric. I also read that there are currently 12 WISE on-call modules available and that they're informed by the WMC's core Entrustable Professional Activities, or EPAs. How did you decide on these 12? Those were the initial chief complaints that we thought were most common. And the modules were created to prepare learners for practice. How do they tend to get used? It seems to be most utilized in more of the transition to residency, a little bit later, maybe the sub, sub-internship. And, and one of the things that I would add also is we've, we've been talking about using these modules sort of late in the uh, medical student curriculum, mm-hmm. kind of towards the, the end of medical school, beginning of internship. But I know many programs that use them earlier on in the curriculum where they're able to do things like if you're in your surgical module, you do the wise on call abdominal pain module, and then you can tie that to the wise MD module on appendicitis. So you can have a patient that sort of comes in with an undifferentiated abdominal pain, 
you go through it, you think they have appendicitis, and then you link it to now, well, if it is appendicitis, what is that going to look like in the OR? What are the steps that the surgeon's going to go through? And so there are a lot of ways in which the modules can kind of interconnect yeah. in, in an educational you know, plan. So you can mix and match, and you can choose to use pieces of the module that are appropriate for the level of learner that you're teaching. Correct. Doing interactive discussions and using the technology that we have, I think, is really important in medical education. It certainly lends itself to uh, learning on on your own. It really lends itself to uh, case-based discussion where you have students who have gone through this, kind of the flipped classroom model, and there's a faculty member to, or a senior resident to, to debrief and kind of have a discussion about it where they've already gotten a baseline fund of knowledge or foundational knowledge on, on the subject. You've published an article describing how you pair the WISE on-call modules with simulation at NYU to prepare all your incoming residents for practice. Could you describe that program for me? The program that we run is called First Night on Call. Okay. It's a, it's a patient safety, quality improvement, uh, three-hour program that we run. And it basically works on working on psychological safety. We, we want the interns to all come in and be comfortable with escalating. We want them to know that on day one, they shouldn't feel like they can't go to the senior, go to an attending, call a rapid response or a medical response, whatever it's called in, in your institution. We want to make sure that they have the psychological safety to report medical errors and trying to explain to them the goal of reporting medical errors is not to place blame as much as to find a systemic way to improve it. Mm-hmm. And so we we feel that by kind of teaching and training them to understand that at the institution, we really take these things seriously. And the idea is is that we're only going to get better if you feel comfortable doing these these sort of things. The wise on call modules, we have them do all 12 before they even set foot into our sim center to do the first night on call program. As it turns out, we do one on hypotension and one on alleguria and one on sepsis. And so we're not so much worried about their clinical response to the scenarios. We, we help them, the, the modules help them with that. We want them to take that information and then take it to the next level on professionalism and patient safety and doing things like we have a scenario of drawing blood cultures where they have to do two patient identifiers. There are two patients on the floor with the same last name. And the nurse is kind enough to give them labels to label their blood tubes. Unfortunately, the nurse gives them the label for the wrong patient. And it's up to them to do two patient identifiers and find the mistake. You know, the the idea is that um, we try to explain it is not uncommon to have patients with the same last name on the same service, and that to report it may lead to a hospital-wide initiative. Don't put two people with the same last name on the same floor. 
And then I understand also that you have a scenario centered around sepsis, which involves, uh, well, you want to see indications that learners know when to call for help or a rapid response team. How does that work? Right. So, so that that that's as as you described. One of the scenarios that we run in that first night on call is a patient that initially looks like a a routine urinary tract infection due to having a urinary catheter in place. Um, it's interesting because they will would have already done the wise on call module on on sepsis as well as oliguria prior to that. And we have an SP play the role of the patient. And while they're getting vitals and while they're doing an exam, the patient first becomes a little bit hypotensive. And then if they don't pick up on that or if they don't treat that, the patient then becomes altered and obtunded. And it's always interesting to see at what point they choose to escalate. And then in the debrief, we often discuss, well, what was the trigger? What prevented you from calling earlier? What was it that made you feel comfortable and would you be comfortable activating a, a response or an escalation, you know, tomorrow when you're, when you're actually on the wards. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that's really the, the goal. And so it sounds like you always debrief these yes. simulations. Yes, always. We want you to get into good habits from the get-go. We're all in it together. We're all about patient care. We're all about education and, and patient safety. Work together. Mm-hmm. You'll have many fewer bad outcomes if you communicate well and you're not afraid. Well, it's perfect, right? You have the modules that your learners can go through, and then you can test or assess what they actually got out of those modules in a simulated environment. You've done a lot of looking at learner perceptions and reactions. Can you just share some of them with me? Sure. Um, We surveyed them, by the way. 86% either strongly agree or agree that doing these modules ahead of internship gave them added confidence. They felt much better about beginning internship, having re-engaged in clinical knowledge again, and in terms of building an organizational framework with how to solve some of these, these problems. Have you surveyed faculty about their perceptions of the value of the WISE on call modules? Several years ago, we had the program directors choose five. We said, you have to do five, whichever five you think. You know, maybe we thought that the general surgeons wanted a different five than the OBGYNs or the dermatologists. But what was interesting is that many of them, after the first year or two, said, no, we just want them to have all of them. And we think that it's important that we don't just pick five, but that they do all of them. And from the administration also, when they said that that's going to be part of the onboarding, that if you don't do them now, you can't begin. Now, making it part of the onboarding, that is a really strong message. If you were to give people, you know, your colleagues at other schools advice about using these modules, what advice would you give them based on all of your lessons learned? My advice would be, if you like the modules, you should make them part of your curriculum because when the students have to do them and it's part of their required education, it's part of the the requirement, they get much more out of it, uh, especially 
if you then kind of provide more education and more scenarios to implement the knowledge that they've learned. I think that there are places where e-learning modules may be optional, and that's reasonable also. But I think that when they get more out of it, when the school embeds it into the curriculum and makes it a, a part of their core teaching. Well, Jeff, I've really enjoyed our discussion. Thanks so much for taking the time to speak with me today and to share your experiences and recommendations about using the WISE on-call modules. It's been a pleasure, and I, I hope everyone uh, learns a lot from it. I appreciate your, your time and effort. Thanks for joining us this week for Aquifer's Educator Connection podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's discussion about the WISE on-call modules. Aquifer partners with NYU to distribute and provide access to all the WISE courses. To learn more about this resource, see show notes from today's episode at aquifer.org. There you can also find information about our podcast series, our Teaching Perspectives and Pearls blog, and our webinar and web shops. You can subscribe and listen to the series on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on Twitter to keep up with the latest news. While you're at it, if you found value in the podcast, tell a colleague and leave us a review. Until next time, be well. The Aquifer Educator Connection Podcast is a product of Aquifer, your trusted source for clinical learning. It is produced and hosted by Lynn Robbins. The show's executive producer is Eileen Olszewski. Audio editing and mixing by Matt Perkins. Show artwork by Carrie Waters. Our theme music, Little Idea, is written and performed by Scott Holmes. For more information, please visit our website, www.aquifer.org.